Everybody, happy New Year's Eve. I'm in Houston. We got Josh Wynn in the house. How you doing? All right, all right. How are you? I'm good, man. Let's get into it. Uh, okay. Okay. You was right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I told you so. <laughs> the reality is, is my last name is Wynn. Spelled W-Y-N-N. But it might as well be W-I-N because I never lose. <laughs> now, fact is, Cena came back. His one match of the year, there was no way in hell they were going to make him lose. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was right about the fact that Sami Zayn was the one who lost the match. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the real thing. Let's talk about the shock. Let's talk about the return of Charlotte Flair. Ooh, I'm happy about that. I don't think... I like Ronda Rousey, but I don't like Ronda Rousey as a champion. I think... I thought it was a little too soon. I'm like, you just got back. You want a title shot. You just got back. Well, so the thing is, is Ronda Rousey signed a one-year deal. Uh-huh. When she came back. So it wasn't no guarantees. She was going to be around until WrestleMania. So the thing is. Is when she came back. And they decided to give her the title. Her deal ends before WrestleMania. So unless she signs an extension. Or a new contract. They can't have her going into WrestleMania season. As the women's champion. Especially if she doesn't resign. So then. They kind of. Yeah, they jumped the gun, but they did not. I'm happy with Charlotte Flair being champion. Yeah. She gives legitimacy to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Charlotte Flair is now a 14-time women's champion. Congratulations to her. And let's let's talk about it. Uh, Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that storyline is probably the hottest thing going right now. The mistake, I pray they don't do this again. But WWE once made a stupid mistake. WWE did. They fired the uh, software's release. They released Bray Wyatt. He was the hottest thing going as the fiend. And then he got let go. Yeah, that was Vince McMahon's stupidity, though. I mean, he was the hottest thing going. And oh, yeah. then you fired. Right, like, what the hell? I'm reading on the oh. website. I'm like, I'm seeing shit. What is this? What is this? Oh, yeah. Well, I know that uh, when he left, he was the highest merchandise seller in the entire WWE. When they let him go, he and when he was gone, the only person that you could really bank off of on merchandise was Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But now that he's back, Bray White is right back up there in the merchandise sales. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I mean, the man is money, but yet Vince McMahon and his dumbassness, not his wiseness, his dumbassness, decided, hey, you know, he brings in money, but we don't really need him. Well, why the hell do you not need him? If you don't like money, I mean, then you're not in the right business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Captain Howdy being, uh, well, I believe that Captain Howdy is actually portrayed by Bo Dallas. That's a possibility. Could be anybody. Yeah. But, uh, mark my words, there will be six characters that are going to make up the whole Bray Wyatt faction. Including the Fate? Uh, yep. Cool. Oh. Uh, but uh, Bray Wyatt won't don the Fiend mask anymore. Someone else is going to play the Fiend. Bray Wyatt's going to stay Bray Wyatt, but he's going to be the one that is... He's going to be the leader of the group, which, in my opinion, it should be. Hmm. That's, yeah. that's a lot of work, first of all, to be two guys, like, to be to be the Fiend and Bray Wyatt. That's a lot, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, but... It may be a lot of work, but it's a lot of work that will, at the end of the day, pay off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, is there's a lot of people out there right now who are, uh, like, strive, doing good in their own way, whether it be AEW, WWE, MLW, wherever. People are doing good in their own way, but there is no one right now in professional wrestling that has the mystique that Bray Wyatt has. Hmm. Yeah, just my opinion. Yeah. But uh, let, let's talk about something else real quick. Talk about big acquisitions. You know, AEW's getting all these big-name people. WWE just signed Dragon Lee to NXT. He is now the second-highest-paid NXT wrestler on the NXT roster. This dude is going to do phenomenal things for NXT, in NXT, and he's also going to do phenomenal things when he comes up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah. Now, what what do you think of uh, what do you think uh, the what do you think the WWE should do in the new year? All right. First thing we gotta do. We gotta go back. We gotta take uh, certain matches and get them get the meaning. For example, Hell in a Cell. Let's make that. Let's go back to when that was that that, that was when that was settled stuff. Okay, not just one, not just a bunch of the pay per view. Let's go back to matches that have meaning and they have and it, it, it is important. For example, Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is the match that end all matches, end all beef. Let's go back to that. Uh, make championship matches mean something. If you're going to have a world title match, do it on pay-per-view. Not just on a regular Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I know that the WWE is bringing back the King of the Ring and the Queen of the Ring as a one-night show. So instead of... It being, you know, you're going to have a match here and a match there, and then the King of the Ring or Queen of the Ring finals on a pay-per-view. The King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring is finally going to go back to being its own pay-per-view, which is 100% what I agree with. Hmm. Now, the Queen of the Ring, Queen of the Ring is new, but King of the Ring, last time it was a pay-per-view was 2002. Yeah, and that was the one that William Regal won. No, Brock Lesnar. Oh, no, no, no. You got to look at it like this. Uh, I the mean, last but... King of the Ring they had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A... 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now, because the last official King of the Ring out of the pay-per-view was William Rigo. Because that was 2003 or four or something like that. However, I will say this. With King of the Ring, how every single person who's won King of the Ring has become world champion with the exception of maybe two or three people. I think that should catapult people into the main event picture at some point, because if you got these guys winning these matches and then you got them winning the whole tournament, then that means they deserve at least one title match. Mm -hmm. You know, and call me crazy, but I think survivor series needs to go straight back to like the old eighties and nineties where it was, Every single match was a Survivor Series match. That, to me, is what I miss. Hmm. Yeah. And take the Money in the Bank ladder match and put that at WrestleMania and then let whoever wins, both the men's and the women's, yeah, they get the briefcase and they could, defi- or they could uh, challenge for the title at any point. That's what they should do with the Money in the Bank match. Got a point there. Yeah, but uh, I also think that with the women's tag team titles, the women's division has so many different women on there right now. I think that the women's tag team titles should be defended more often. Because right now it's like, we'll defend it once a month. And I'm like, that's not cool because you got, you could take those titles to Raw and SmackDown. And I mean, you literally, you legitimately got all these women you can put together as a tag team. Oh, but that's just me. Yeah. Now, back in the day, every now and then we do this, the uh, Jack Tunney rule. And most companies follow suit. Champion has 30 days to defend the title. We'll strip the champion and find a new one. I agree. Because it keeps things fresh. And it gives you different matches that you don't got to wait seven months to see. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. Roman Reigns needs to drop one of the titles. I don't care if he's a no. title holder, but he needs to drop one of the titles. And here's the problem with that. Like, because we're back to where we started. And then they're going to try to... I'm, I'm sick of them unifying the championship and then separate it and just, just unify it again later. It's pointless. Oh, yeah. Four different... I count three or four different times that has happened. I, yeah. Let's say... 2001, 2002, 2013, 2022. 40 different times they've unified the championships, just months later, separate the titles, and then years later, bring it back together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, me personally, I look at it like this. You know, okay, I get it. You're trying to build Roman Reigns as the face that runs the place. I get that. You want him to be the, the, the face of the company, whatever. The thing and the problem with that is he does not wrestle as often as he should. I mean, he comes and he talks, and I'm like, 
I'm not watching, you know, Jerry Springer. I'm watching WWE. If I want to see a talk show, I'll turn on the afternoon TV. You know, but he just needs to wrestle more. My opinion only, though. Well, it's valid, you know. Uh, but if you were to have Roman wrestle every night, well, put it like this. If you have steak every day, you don't get tired of steak eventually. You have steak every once in a while. Roman Reigns wrestling is an experience every once in a while. Right. Well, here's the thing about that. If I have steak every day, but I have a different flavor of steak every day, I'm keeping it fresh every day because I'm literally having a different taste of steak every single day. Mm-hmm. So I would I would enjoy that steak every single day because it's something a different flavor every day. My thing is is Roman Reigns wrestles in the time that he's been champion, he's wrestled Drew McIntyre four times. He's wrestled Kevin Owens once. He's wrestled literally every single person he's wrestled, he's beaten when it comes to having the title. And the thing is is like in your title reign, if you defend your title literally five or six times and you're the champion for three plus years or two plus years or one plus years or whatever i mean that's not fair to the fans because now the fans are literally like well raw ain't got no chance raw hasn't had a champion in almost a year Hmm. is that is that fair to the wrestlers on raw no not really you know so you know and vince mcmahon's big idea of putting both titles on roman reigns I thought that idea was an idiotic one right from the get-go because now you are diminishing one brand, a.k.a. Raw, because you got your champion mostly on SmackDown. And when he does come to Raw, he doesn't wrestle on Raw. So anybody, I mean, you take your Seth Rollins, your your Riddles and your, well, not even Riddle, but you take your Seth Rollins, you take your, you know, whoever's over on Raw, that is in the main event picture, other than Austin Theory. I mean, you take all the Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston. Well, no, Kofi and uh, Xavier are NXT Tag Team Champions. I'm like, you got so many people flip-flopping back and forth. I'm kind of getting tired of it. You know, I mean, personally, I watch wrestling. I watch Raw because I want to see the Raw competitors wrestle. And damn it, I want a Raw Heavyweight Champion. But you're robbing me of my experience of seeing that because you got the title on stupid-ass Roman Reigns. Just my opinion. You're very, you got a lot, you got very opinionated over there. Yeah, oh yeah, oh no. <laughs> I was, yeah, I'm very opinionated because... I mean, everyone has a right to their own opinion, and most people could, are probably going to think I'm wrong in saying what I say, but it's not a popularity contest. I'm not here to win over the fans. I'm here to be 100% honest. And, I mean, whether you like me or whether you hate me, I mean, that's neither here nor there. The fact is, is I'm spitting facts. If I ran a multi-billion dollar corporation and I knew that my fans wanted a champion on not just one show, but both shows, 
I'm going to have a heavyweight champion on both shows. If I ran a billion-dollar corporation and I knew my fans wanted to see certain matches, I would make those matches happen eventually at some point. I would not sit there and propagate to the demands of the people who work for me in my company because that's why they are there. They work for me. I don't work for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the end of the day, it's like if I ran a movie theater, I'm going to run all the movies that I know the people are going to come and see so then my business stays in business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. You know, yeah. there's one match that's going to have to stay, it's going to have to it's gonna only happen in our dreams, if you will. Uh, I, I, I went to, I'm gonna go to another company in just a second, but it's one match is going to stay a, a dream. Undertaker and Sting. Oh yeah. Well, originally, that match was supposed to happen the year that Sting came in, and he wound up wrestling Triple H at WrestleMania. The Undertaker and Sting were supposed to have wrestled each other, but Vince McMahon dropped the ball on that. Because he said, no, no, no. We need to have Triple H so then we can bring back DX and we can bring back the NWO and all this other stuff. And that, I mean, they did that to propagate to their own vision. The Undertaker and Sting was supposed to happen that year. They have both went on record and said that that was the original plan. And about two and a half months before WrestleMania, Vince McMahon changed his mind. Mm. Uh, Vince McMahon was never for the fans he did not care what the fans wanted he will never care what the fans wanted that's why if he comes back to WWE I'm done with WWE I would rather sit there and watch AEW all day long every day than WWE hold up wait a minute I need to put the truth in it for a second you know damn well everybody knows doing it damn well you 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 can't you, you can't get rid, you can't get away from WWE. For example, I'm feel like this. I'm gonna take you back to when you was eight years old. You were eight year old. And were, were, were you a fan of eight? My first wrestling match was Hulk Hogan and the Missing Link at the Michigan State Fairground when I was five. And where did that happen? That happened at the State Fairground. No, was no, no, no. What what, what wrestling company? WWF. Exactly. They've been there your whole life, baby. They were there when you. It was there. They, they were there for you since day one. WWE is old faithful. Everybody know it deep down. You know it. Here's the thing, though. I can stop watching them just like I stopped watching Saturday morning cartoons because I haven't watched a cartoon since I was twelve. I'm forty three years old. I quit drinking alcohol 15 years ago, cold turkey. Trust me, if, if it's something that I don't like, I can stay away from it. Trust me on that. Mm-hmm. Now, so the thing is, is at the end of the day, Vince McMahon, as he said back in 2001, Vince McMahon is the poison of the WWE. It wasn't the NWO when he brought them. It wasn't nobody else. Vince McMahon is the poison of the WWE because he is so one tr- mind. He's o- he's so one track mind that it's his vision and nobody else's. For crying out loud, he fired everybody that Triple H was working with and was doing good for in NXT. He fired them all. 
just because, oh, it wasn't my idea, so we're going to let him go. That's because he's a selfish bastard who deserves to rot in hell. God rest his soul if he ever passes. But he still needs to rot in hell because this dude, he has no, no fathom of the thought of ideas of how to manage a company. He don't know how to, you know, like propagate to his fans. The fan base makes your company, bro. You don't make your company because if your fans don't like your wrestlers, they're not going to tune in. Why do you think AEW was whipping WWE and NXT's ass? Because Vince McMahon was running it and AEW was bringing all these good matches on their regular TV shows. And I'm sitting there thinking like Vince McMahon's sitting there and, you know, oh, we're going to put both titles on Roman Reigns and then we're going to let him have a large extended amount title reign and he's only going to have to defend it seven times since he's been champion. That's bullshit. You know, I mean, my thing is, is, you know, as a matter of fact, the the best match of the year, this year, was Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Tell me I'm wrong. That was good. You know, last year, the best match of the year didn't even involve Roman Reigns. So you got your top champion, you got your main champion, who's not even in the top five of the best matches of the year. It's because he ain't having matches. Yeah, I mean, for crying out loud, as a matter of fact, one of his most famous feuds since he's been champion was against his own cousin, Jey Uso. I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, this is BS because I already knew the outcome. He was going to beat Jey. Jey was going to be a subordinate. Jimmy was going to come back. He's going to disapprove. Then all of a sudden he's going to join I knew that storyline before it even happened for the simple fact because Vince McMahon is so one-dimensional, you can pick that man's brain even if you're a one-year-old. Just my opinion. Say how you really feel about it. Don't say it, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just... You know, I don't like AEW. I can't stand AEW. But I swear on every single ounce of my being that if Vince McMahon comes back, I am done with WWE. Plain and simple. Now, he brings back Jeff Jarrett and puts him as a producer. And I'm like, but yet you let go of the road dog who is a 10 time better producer than Jeff Jarrett. Then you bring back, you know, like not even bring back, but then you, 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 you demote people and then you, that don't deserve it. And then you let go people who don't deserve it. Why the hell did he let go? First off, he fucked up when he let go of Ruby, Riot. I don't care what anyone says. Ruby Riot was a well, well, and is still a well, well respected woman in the WWE locker room, and he rele- he let her go. Then he let go of Sarah Logan. Okay, I get you let go of Sarah Logan, but yet you're gonna have Liv Morgan mention it when she's in a feud with Ronda Rousey because why? To rub it in your fans' face. You know, and then Ruby Riot goes over to w, uh, AEW and she's Ruby Soho. And then they do the same exact shit 
that WWE did, and they mandate her to being a person who helps the the younger talent. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, this is such bullshit. She deserves a a major push in whatever company she's going to be in, but she deserves a major push, and it's about time people start realizing the little people in the world, sometimes they're the ones who run the world. Just my opinion. But well, AEW is going to be a while for their next pay-per-view. But uh, I'm looking forward to if or when MJF, your your AEW World Champion, defends his championship. Well, MJF is going to defend his title first. Well, he already defended it against Ricky Starks, which yeah. was a bullshit match. Next, he's going to defend it against Daniel Bryan, which he's going to win. And then they're going to make Daniel Bryan look like a little punk because, well, you know, MJF is going to win. And then he's going to go on and wrestle somebody else. And it's going to happen all the way until it's time for either Chris Jericho or John Moxley, both former WWE guys, to come and get the title. And then they're going to give it back to him. Or one of them. Now, I mean, that's... That's just how AEW is. As a matter of fact, Tony Khan went on record as saying that, or should I say Tony Khan man, because that's what he is, a con man. This motherfucker went on and did an interview where he said, oh, I choose who my champions are because I want them to be champions at that time. When I lose the flavor for them, they don't be champion no more. So he literally said exactly what Vince McMahon did. He's handpicking who he wants to be their champions, and he's not giving in to what the fans want. I'm not even saying, you know what, that was a wrong statement. Not even giving in. He's not giving the fans what they want because, you know, everyone wanted MJF to be champion. So that's what uh, Tony Khan gave him. But yet, now that he's champion, everybody wanted him to be a face. And because... MJF said, well, I don't want to be a face. Tony Khan gave in to the demand of the professional wrestler and not to the demand of the fame. You know, there's not many people out there. I'm not going to knock MJF. That dude is, you know, he's good on the mic. His skills, I mean, his wrestling skills are, they're on par of being average. But, I mean, he's ten times better than me because I'm not a professional wrestler. But he's not the likes of a Daniel Bryan or Cesaro or any of that. Well, excuse you, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> now, I don't mind covering the show, but damn. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, look, that was my fault, but this... I talk about AEW, and it gets my blood boiling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, if I had a choice, AEW would not exist. At all. And I know everyone's like, well, competition, you know, is good for, you know, whoever. I get that. But when your competition solely, solely tries to get their fans by bashing the other competition, okay, look, I get it. You want to make yourself look good, but why do it at the expense of somebody else? Because at the end of the day, that other person who you are bashing is now starting to kick your ass in the ratings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So it, you said, you know, Samuel Jackson. If I could quote him, I'm tired of these mother effing promoters and these mother effing companies thinking they know what is best. skills there's a promo she did called the problem the problem promo that was horrible <laughs> I don't ever 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 forever ever forever ever forever ever grab a microphone again ever don't do it no <laughs> that was horrible that's a high miss Marina Sharif was better in WWE for the simple fact because they were promoting her to be part of the four horse women and at the end of the day at the end of the day she along with Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and Jessamine Duke, if the four of them were a faction in WWE, they would run roughshod over the WWE. But Maria Marina Maria sorry. Marina Sharif is not on the level of a lot of people. And and that's the guy's honest truth. Yeah, you got a point there. You know, but I don't know. I mean, in time, she's probably going to be one of the best wrestlers because, you know, they're going to promote her to be like that. But is she really going to be one of the best wrestlers if she can't really wrestle? Hmm. Yeah. But, but let's talk about the travesty that is Dana Brooke. Every single time, it looks like the light is about to shine on her because she's a very talented person. They always push her back down. I mean, Charlotte Flair, when uh, when Dana Brooke first came to the main roster, Charlotte Flair took her under her wing because she was told to. Charlotte Flair taught her so much. And then when they finally broke apart from each other, Dana Brooke started literally training and doing things on her own and getting better and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, we're just going to put her over on main event or, you know, something like that. And then she's not going to be seen anymore. I mean, if you ain't got enough for on the main roster, at least put her back in NXT where she could do something. Mm. You know, and don't even get me started on the whole Mandy Rose situation. That's just BS all around. Cause how are you going to have Xavier Woods who had a full fledged, full-blown sex tape with Paige, how are you going to have him still in NXT or in the WWE and a tag team champion, and you're going to let go of Mandy Rose because she's swimming around in a swimming pool topless, and you can't see nothing anyway? Well, the only you can see is her boob, that's it. You can't even see that unless you, you know, like, I mean, yeah, you can see it, but you can't see it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's clear water. It's like, it's just bullcrap. Mandy Rose was in the midst of a 400-day run as NXT Women's Champion. She had took toxic attraction from nothing to something. And now that she's gone, I guarantee, I guarantee 
they are not going to know what to do with toxic attraction until they put them on a main roster. And when they put them on a main roster, for the simple fact that they're a tag team, they will only go for the tag team titles. They will never have individual singles runs because that's how WWE works. And instead of punishing Mandy Rose by letting her go, now they're going to punish Toxic Attraction because, well, they're still there. Better yet, you want to talk about hypocrisy. Uh, I mean, I say it respectfully, Nikita Lyons with her delicious self. Nikita Lyons is supposed to picture her in the, in the bed, like, with some, with some, like, looking all good, by the way, but still. Oh, yeah. And I mean, she is for that matter, today. I mean, Oh, yeah. But, I mean, for that matter, though, every single woman that is in the WWE that is on the WWE roster has posed in lingerie or sexy outfits and stuff like that, and yet nothing happens to them. As a matter of fact, Zelina Vega, who, by the way, very attractive, good-looking woman. I mean, yeah, it, you know, that she, like I said, she's up there. Constantly posting pictures of herself in lacy stuff or exposing swimsuits and stuff like that or cosplays and nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all. I'll tell you why they let go of Mandy Rose. It wasn't because she was naked. They let go of Mandy Rose because she was making more money on her fan site than she was in the WWE because people were subscribing to her fan site instead of watching the wrestling. That's why they let her go. Well, That's the truth. This is my opinion. Rest, I said this during the pandemic. Wrestling, wrestlers need multiple streams of income. Trust me, you're going to need that later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, my thing is, is like, you can't be biased. You can't be, you know, like, oh, you know, we can forgive Xavier Woods, but we can't forgive Mandy Rose. We can forgive Paige and keep her on the contract until her contract runs out, but we can't forgive Mandy Rose. You know, why not? Why, why can't you just, like, let that crap go? Oh, I forgot, because you want to try to show that there, there should be proper etiquette. Okay, first off, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, when they were – having a feud against each other, he went to do a pedigree on her on a table, announce table, and her boob popped out. You saw her whole right boob on national TV, Monday Night Raw, Please. and yet nothing. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and then on top of that, didn't the former women of wrestling also pose for Playboy? China, Maria Kanellis, I mean, Tori Sable. Tony Storm, all of them. Mm. Sable, Tori Wilson, all of them have posed, but yet, because Mandy Rose is in a swimming pool, under the water you can see boobage, but yet, you let her go. You know what? WWE needs to get their head out of their ass because they're starting to smell what they cooked about three years ago. My opinion. That was a different time and place with Playboy. And I kind of, I wish they would do the partnership. We're family friendly, so we can't do that. But that was a different time and era. Yeah, that's true. But let, let's put it like this. So WWE started doing more risque things 
lately, and they're getting out of the PG era, but yet, I mean, they're, you know, they're, uh, justice for Mandy Rose. That's what I want to hashtag. Justice for Mandy Rose. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's about all I got because, you know, it's, it's New Year's. I'm about to have fun with my family and all that other stuff. But I just wanted to get on here first to tell you I'm a man of my word. I was going to tell you I told you so, which I did. <laughs> then I dropped some F-bombs, which I shouldn't have, but I did. You know. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't hear much about, uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break for a while. Happy New Year, everybody. Time you wake up in the morning. For those are my old school folks that can't, that can't stay, stay awake. All my old school folks, it's past your bedtime. By the time you wake up in the morning, you'll be in a brand new year. And I hope professional wrestling will catch up as well. Have a great new year, everybody. 2023, we coming at you. See you next time, everybody. Later.